Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today on the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here, especially because we have a friend joining us. We have a guest, which I will tell you about in just a few minutes. But in case we're new friends, I'd like to say hi. I am Denise Alvarez, the host of the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, just in case you don't know, I do have a marketing business for horse business owners called Storm Lily Marketing, where I help horse business owners like you create and implement effective website marketing strategies. My goal truly is to help you build a sustainable horse business so you can be out in the barn doing more of what I know you love to do. And I know not everybody loves marketing, which is why I'm here. I will provide you with step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos so you can see what's possible for your horse business with marketing, but also so I can help guide you through that process and help you make it happen. So that's why I'm here, because today we're going to be talking specifically about how you can get ready for your next equine photo shoot. Now, you've probably heard me say before that photos on your website are super important, especially high quality photos. So when my friend Katrina was inside of our How to Market Your Horse Business Facebook group, which P.S. if you're not there, you are invited and I will link to that in our show notes. Uh, Katrina was there sharing some of her photos because we were talking about asking everyone in the group what they do and what their business is. So she shared one of her photos and I said, oh my goodness, we've got to get you on the podcast because I bet you have some really good things to share with our listeners. Our horse business owners know oftentimes that they need a great quality photo of their horse, but they don't know how to do it. So in case you are ready for your first equine photo shoot, or perhaps you already have one set up because you know the importance of it and you do it on a regular basis, this episode is going to help you prepare. And in addition to that, Katrina has provided us with a great equine photo shoot shot list, which you'll hear her talk about in the episode when she shares about preparing and how it's good to have some ideas of what pictures you want before your photographer even gets there. But again, we'll get into that inside of the interview. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Katrina Williams. As I said, she's an equine photographer. You're going to love her. And I will be sure, of course, to link to her and her website and all the goods in the show notes for today's episode. And you'll be able to get that at stormlilymarketing.com slash 15 or at stormlily.com slash 15. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Hey, Katrina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I am so excited you're here with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, as I um, told a little bit about you before we started out, but I didn't really tell them much about your background and how you got into equine photography. So share a little bit with our listeners about how you got into this and how'd you get this expertise and especially how'd you get into doing horses? Well, I guess we could say it all started back in my days of swiping my parents' disposable cameras and lining up my briar horses outside and taking all the exposures with them and then getting really frustrated when my pictures didn't turn out exactly like I wanted when they finally got those prints developed. Um, (laughs) Back in the day, huh? (laughs) Back in the day. I mean, we're talking when I was like 11 years old, I was doing this. That's Um, awesome. So um, as I got older, I really, um, I upgraded my cameras every time I could think of and uh, eventually got a camera that I thought was decent enough and I was taking pictures good enough that I was like, wow, these are, 
you know, I was getting a lot of really good feedback from my friends and I was thinking this was something I could possibly pursue as a career. That's awesome. So you've been doing that. So tell us a little bit, are there certain areas of equine photography that you tend to focus on or that you enjoy the most? I am really drawn to horse show photography, um, black backgrounds, and really capturing people with their horses, like just people and horse portraits. Um, Those are really my favorite areas. Okay. Awesome. So everybody listening so that you all know, I actually met Katrina in our Facebook group, how to market your horse business. So if you're not in there, do get in there. She's one of the great horse business owners that is in that group. And as she and I were talking inside the group and she shared what she did, I said, oh man, you've got to get on the podcast because I know that our listeners have some questions and that she can answer some of those questions. And so today we are going to specifically talk about how you can get ready for your next equine photo shoot. So it's a little more than just calling somebody up and giving your horse a bath and saying, okay, what do you want us to do? If you really want to get the best quality, the best possible photos that you can get from your equine photo shoot, then you're going to want to put in place some of these tips that Katrina has for us today. So I'm so thankful. Thank you for being here and for being willing to share your expertise. I know this is really going to benefit our listeners so much. You are so welcome. Okay, Katrina, let us know what is our very first tip that we need to pay attention to to get ready for our next equine photo shoot. I would say our first tip would be to ask the right questions. Um, You want to make sure you're asking your photographer about their style. Um, You want to make sure their style matches with what you have in mind for either your website, um, the portraits you want to hang on your wall. Um, You want to ask them, if they have any ideas for outfit choices, um, if they have a particular style, you know, they might say that certain outfits work better than others. Okay. So you said to ask them about style. Can you share a little bit more? Some people, you know, they're not super into photography. They just know they need to get some really good pictures. And so when a photographer says, okay, tell me what kind of style you're wanting. They're like, I don't really know. What are my options? So when you say style, elaborate on that a little bit. What do you mean? So when I think style, I'm thinking more your outfit choices. Are you wanting these to be very high end images with your ball gown and your horse in their finest tack, which I have seen before and are beautiful? Or do you want to be in your show clothes? Do you want to be in your casual riding attire? Do you have something else in mind that you think would work? Um, And asking your photographer what they think would really help because, you know, if you have a photographer that's kind of a Western-based photographer and you want to go out there in your ball gown, that might not really match with their style. So it's important to ask them these questions and make sure that that's going to fit with what they have in mind and what you have in mind. Um, You also want to ask them where they plan on shooting around their farm. Um, If you want them to come out ahead of time and scout the location. Um, If you need to do any cleanup around your barn, they may not even want to use your barn. They may want to just be out in the pasture the whole time. You need to ask them how long this photo shoot is going to last for um, so you can plan accordingly, whether you need to have your horse fed ahead of time or not, because we all know what happens if we interrupt a horse's regular routine. 
Um, ask them if you're going to be able to do some outfit changes, if you have time to change tack, if you're going to be able to do different scenes, just stuff like that. No, that makes perfect sense. I think that that tip is really good because what you're doing is setting the foundation for the expectations. So we all walk into appointments, whether it's a photography appointment or not, with an expectation of how it's going to go. However, the other person might have a different expectation. So asking the right (laughs) questions allows you guys to get on the same field. So when you show up, then you know what's going to happen. There are no surprises. That's the goal with asking the right questions, I think, is alleviate surprises. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So we want to ask the right questions. What's your next tip for us? Have a shot list in mind because everybody knows what they have a general idea of what they'd like their images to look like. You know, do you want your horses to be really personal where you're very close to your horse and you know, you're showing that bond or are you wanting a shot list of just your horses because you want to hang this as artwork on your walls? Um, If it's for your website, you need to know what areas you're trying to showcase on your website. So having a shot list is really going to help, especially if say you're a boarding barn, you're going to need to say, okay, you know, let's set this up so that you see my big, beautiful barn. I want my horses out in the pasture. Then let's get some horses up close Um, Let's really show off my facility Um, and just have a list of ideas that you have. And the photographer is going to bring their ideas for a shot list as well. Um, But just to make sure you don't miss out on any shots that you were thinking of, it's a really good idea just to write everything down that you're thinking and your photographer will thank you for that. That's a super good point. Now, do photographers typically like to have those ahead of time or should you just be ready when they get there and say, okay, here's the list of things that I'd like to do? Um, It's great to give that to your photographer ahead of time so that they have time to plan that. If they already have a flow when they work, um, implementing your ideas is going to be a lot easier um, if you give them that list ahead of time. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So if possible, send a shot list to your photographer ahead of time. And shot list, by the way, everybody, is just obviously a list of the pictures that you are hoping that they'll be able to take. Um, Tell me this, Katrina. Do you like it? Do photographers typically like it? If we send pictures ahead of time and say, hey, I saw this on this person's website or I saw this on Facebook and I like these ideas and I like these poses. Can we do the same thing? How do photographers Uh, tend to like that? I love getting inspiration photos because then I really know exactly what my client is looking for. And it makes it a lot easier for me to do my job when I know exactly what the expectations are. Okay, perfect. So if possible, I know I had a photographer one time, she shared a Pinterest board with me. And she said, okay, save your inspiration to this Pinterest board, and we're going to share it. And that way I have an idea of what you like ahead of time too. So in case anyone's out there is into Pinterest and likes to do that, that could be a helpful way to do it. It Okay. All right. So tell us our tip number three for getting ready for our equine photo shoot. Now this may seem like a no brainer, but (laughs) groom your horse ahead of time. Um, if you're going to have them braided, make sure they're braided and ready to go. Make sure they're clean. Make sure you get all those whiskers off. If that's what you do, get them ready with fly spray because there's nothing that drives me crazy more than having to edit out gnats and flies. Oh my goodness. That's such a great point. (laughs) Make sure they're groomed, put that hoof polish on, have them show ready 
and just ready to go when your photographer gets there. That's such a good point. You know, I remember when we were talking about this episode, you were sharing that you've actually had some experiences where people didn't do that, which is surprising, but that's why you put that on here because I guess in the hurry of everything else and getting ready, people just kind of forget about the importance of that. Yeah, because there's nothing more distracting when you're trying to say, look for a horse for sale on online and you see a dirty horse. You're like, oh, I don't know about this. So just make sure that horse is clean and presentable. You bet. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So get your horse ready. And I think the biggest thing here too, is you're saying before you get there. So beforehand, (laughs) let the photographer show up and you've already got everything ready as much as possible. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So we've got ask the right questions. We've got have your shot list in hand and groom your horse. What is next? We want to make sure we choose the right tack. Um, That neon show halter that you have might be cute for around the barn, but it does not photograph well. You want to choose tack that is neutral in color that doesn't take away from the horse itself. Um, You want to make sure things fit properly. And this is all things you want to check beforehand. Make sure your your tack is clean. Um, Having a nice leather halter, um, a leather lead rope, like you would get them ready for a a halter class. Um, So you also want to make sure your saddle is clean. If you plan on having shots of them in the saddle, make sure you choose your best saddle. You don't need anything with broken parts on it because you're going to notice that in pictures. Um, Make sure that things, like I said, color is really important, Um, especially when you're doing things like black background images. It's so hard to edit out big bulky halters. So if black background images are what you're going for, choose something easy to get rid of if you can. Easy to get rid of. What do you mean? So a lot of black background portraits, there's a lot of post-processing work that goes into those. We edit out a lot of things. Usually the lead ropes get taken out completely. We're having to clean up barn aisles. Um, Sometimes we edit the halters off completely for horses that we can't trust to just stand right in the middle of the barn aisle. So having a well-fitting halter makes our job a lot easier. Um, you also want to make sure it's the best tack that you have because you're showing off your animal. You know, you want to make sure that it's not just your grungy little barn halter and just clean, pretty tack is is very important. No, that makes perfect sense because like you said, it's a representation. I mean, honestly, for horse businesses, it's a representation of your brand. So you want to show that you care about quality and that you care about, you know, high level, if you're going for high level, then you want to show that you're high level in your pictures. Cause it speaks a thousand words. I actually had a website client who had some pictures taken by a professional photographer. And when I went to use one of the pictures, she was like, Oh shoot, don't use that picture because something broke during the photo shoot. And so we had to fix it and she wasn't able to edit that out. And so I don't really want you to use that picture in that way. So sometimes you can do all the preparation and then still something happens. Um, So you just do (laughs) the best and, but the thing is, she realized that ahead of time. She said, I don't want to use that picture because I know that these are a representation of my brand and that's not quite how I want it to be represented. So, so it does matter. It does. And, you know, it can also be a safety issue if you have tack that breaks during a shoot. Cause the mm-hmm. last thing you need, if you're, 
especially if say you're a stallion barn is if your halter breaks, you're putting your photographer at risk and you're putting the people, if they have an assistant, you're putting them at risk too. Yeah. That's a super, super good point. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So choosing the right tack is a biggie. Okay. Give us our fifth and final tip for today. Okay. This is huge for me. Make sure you know ahead of times how you want your pictures used. Um, Are you using them for commercial purposes on your website or are you using them for personal use just in your home? Because in order to use these images on your personal website, they require a commercial release. So this is all things that you need to talk with your photographer about ahead of time and make clear how you're going to use them. Because using pictures in a commercial manner without permission can actually lead to a lot of fines and fees if the proper permissions are not given. That, and I think that's going to be new information for a lot of people because oftentimes we just assume I paid for those photos, they're mine, regardless Right. And, you know, I know of a situation with a local photographer here that this just happened to where her client just she didn't know. And she submitted these images to a magazine. And without checking with the photographer, the magazine used these images on the cover in the magazine um, and, and they didn't get permission from the photographer which can be a problem because that magazine is actually using those for commercial gain. They're using those images to sell their magazine and the photographer should be compensated for that. So don't think just because you've paid for your session that you have permission to use these photos any way that you need to. Okay. So tell me this. So what about the person that had a really good photographer take some pictures and then a year or two later they decided, um, that they were going to do a website or perhaps they had an interview in the interview. They said, Oh, do you have any pictures that we can include in our article? And they said, yeah, I had some pictures taken. Here you go. What should that person do in that instance? They should reach out to that photographer and make sure that it is okay with the photographer. Um, Find out if there is any commercial release that they need to use um, for the article um, for the website. And it's not too late to ask after you've had the pictures taken, but it is too late to ask after you've already used the images. Yeah. So what happens then? So for example, the one, the story that you just told, what, what actually ends up happening in those cases? So luckily it was resolved easily with an invoice sent, but if, you know, if that photographer was having a bad day or, they could go after them legally for copyright infringement and that carries some pretty hefty fines with it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a really big tip that I really think a lot of people wouldn't have thought would be on here, but you're right. It's such an important one to know ahead of time. And I mean, just like we all want to be compensated for the work that we've done and for the value that's been provided. And so, so it makes sense. I mean, that is how photographers are making a living. And if you think about it, you know, Although things have changed with so many digital uses nowadays, but you didn't used to be able to go to Walmart or Walgreens or wherever and just take a photo that you got from a professional photographer and just make copies of it. They wouldn't let you do that for that exact reason because you didn't have the rights to that photo, even though you actually owned the photo. That's, Interestingly. 
That is correct. And you should always make sure that if your photographer does not include prints in the package they're offering you, that you do obtain a print release for yourself. Because when you go to places like Walmart, they're going to ask for that because they can tell the difference between, you know, somebody taking pictures themselves and a a professional photographer. Um, And they won't let you go home with their images if they think that there could be a photographer whose copyright is being infringed on. Yeah. Absolutely. So know how you want to use your photos and make sure you get all of that in writing. So in that same case, so does that mean your photographer is going to have that information? So when they are going through these tips and they're ready for their photo shoot, they're talking to the photographer and they're saying, Hey, I'm going to use these on my website. Is there a release I need to get from you? The photographer is the one that should have the release, right? It's not up to the customer to put something together. That is correct. Every photographer should have in their arsenal a a list of different releases that they have. The two that I use the most are the commercial release and just a print release. Okay, perfect. That makes perfect sense. Okay, friends. So here's your quick summary. Tip number one, you're going to ask the right questions of your photographer ahead of time. And then you're going to put together a shot list and you're going to share that ahead of time, ideally, but also go ahead and print that out and have it in hand too, because it'll just be nice to have. And then number three, make sure you are grooming your horse above and beyond, go above and beyond because you're investing in these photos and you want it to look spectacular. Number four, you're going to choose your right tack. And again, it's a representation of your brand. So choose the tack that's going to best represent you and make it easy for your photographer if they're having to edit things out. And then finally, know how you want to use your photos ahead of time. Be proactive as much as you can. Okay. I'm so thankful, Katrina. This was so helpful. Now I want to let everybody know that you actually put together a shot list, an equine shot list that they can get for free. And I'm going to have that link over in the show notes for this episode. And so they'll be able to sign up and get that shot list from you. So they at least have a head start as they're getting ready for their next photo shoot. So thank you for providing that. I really appreciate it. Of course. You're so welcome. Okay, is there anything else before we go that you would like our listeners, your fellow horse business owners to know about how high quality horse photos can really help them build their business? Pictures sell everything. Um, You as a website designer, I'm sure you know that high quality images are what drive sales on a website. So you want to make sure that you are set up for the best possible pictures you could have. Because as we know, browsing through looking for sale horses, if you see one horse of equal value whose picture has been taken with a cell phone and another horse of the same value who has had professional photos done, you are probably going to go with the horse that has the professional photos done, even though the horses are probably pretty similar. That's a great point because value is subjective too. (laughs) You know, on paper, it might have the same value, but when they're looking at them side by side, all of a sudden that one with professional photos has increased in value, you know? Of course, of course. Okay. So how can everyone find you online? What's your website? What's your social media? You can find me online at katrinawilliamsphotos.com. You can find me on Facebook at Katrina Williams Photography, and that is Katrina with a C. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you were on here and sharing those tips. And I am really sure that our listeners are going to be so grateful and are going to put all of these things into practice. So I appreciate it. I hope I've helped some out. 
Wasn't that so good? I am so thankful that Katrina was able to come on and share some of her expertise with you. There is just something to be said about working with a professional who understands horses and understands how it is to take pictures and has some tips. And so that's why I want to make sure that you also do get that free shot list because Katrina has put together a great list. And then in there, you'll also some get some of those pro tips from Katrina and some ways that you can get some great shots of your horse. And honestly, if you're somebody who's thinking, I'm not quite ready for an equine photographer, but I know I need to be at least taking some pictures with my iPhone right now, then go ahead and grab that shot list too, because it will give you some really great ideas and grab a friend and get somebody to help you out. Because I'm telling you, High quality photos really do make a difference because you are sharing what the experience is going to be like to work with you in your business. And you're also sharing about the quality of horses that you have there that you work with. And so I'm telling you what, this is really going to be a podcast that's going to help you out if you will take and implement what Katrina has shared here today. Now, again, that is at stormily.com slash 15 for episode number 15. So you can grab that shot list. And I believe, my friends, that's all I've got here today. Now, in case you are not in that Facebook group where I told you that Katrina and I originally connected, I do want you to jump in there. It's How to Market Your Horse Business Podcast Community. It is for horse business owners like you. And we share about our goals. We share about our wins. And it's also a great place for you to ask questions and get answers from your fellow horse business owners. So I will be sure and link to that in the show notes for you as well. As always, if you have a question, please send it my way. I am here to help and I love to hear from you. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks so much, friends. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.